Nico, thank you very much for joining and to uh, present and filter all the news that are happening uh, right now in Italy. So that's definitely something always worth uh, worth mentioning. So without further ado, I'll definitely uh, start on with the news of the week. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll, we can definitely start with, uh, you know, we, we have a lot to talk actually, like different kind of uh, uh, different kind of verticals, a little bit of acquisitions, a little bit of uh, machine learning and uh, uh, and language processing. So, what was your feel this week for you? Well, it was good. It was a good week, Giacomo. Uh, let me begin by thanking you for hosting this this chat as always, uh, doing a great job. And uh, so it was a great, great, great week. Uh, and translated, uh, raised thirty million dollars uh, in a round led by uh, Ardian, uh, who's a, a multi a multi sector investment. Uh, let's say family office uh, slash private equity. I would say. Yep. Uh, actually, I was reading the story of Ardian because I only knew the, the company by name. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether you, you had the opportunity to take a look at it, but uh, yeah, I was. I'm uh, looking at it right now, and it's it's interesting because like a, a few deals that we've seen this week are really are, are led by non-conventional venture capitalists, so not really private equity fund. I mean, more on the fund side and on the investment management side. So yeah, now tell us more about Ardian for sure. Well, not, not so much. I was quite surprised. It was uh, basically it was born as a uh, as a spin out uh, idea, mm -hmm. and um, uh, the founder is is a woman actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember her name, but if you go on uh, the house, probably uh, mm. like Dominique, and uh, she grew the firm in, in quite not not so much time. Uh, to uh, more than a hundred billion dollars as, as, as a manager. So Dominique, wow, very interesting. Very interesting. Look at that picture. We are looking at the website. It was that there were like uh, four pictures of the four probably most members of the board, I believe. Uh -huh. And there, there's only one lady who's actually Dominique who set up the firm. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's uh, uh, congratulations to her for, for the for the result. But back to the to the news of the week. Uh, Ardian actually led the, the round in, in Translated. Mm -hmm. uh, translated is a, uh, I don't know whether to call Translated a startup. Uh, because it is yeah, I don't think so. It seems like it's more later stage because there is a big, like uh, they have a lot of customers essentially and uh, uh, all the, a lot of translators professionally, they're using it. So briefly, I think for the for the people that are following us, translated and then correct me if I'm wrong, um, works in the field of uh, essentially using machine learning to and AI to optimize translations, uh, and so trying to automatize it in a, in a very significant way, especially for professional translators. Yeah, I got, exactly. I think you, you nailed it. Uh, but without. Uh, substituting men uh, for the machine. Actually, the machine empowers the professional translators in the, in the work. Right. Uh, and uh, it has uh, international customers. It's a very successful company in Italy. Uh, this one is the first round it raised. It raises. It was bootstrap by the founders. Uh, one of them is uh, Marco Trombetti, who I know yep. well and admire. He's a great entrepreneur and investor. Nice. Uh, he's also the uh, founder of Pi Campus, 
and Catering mm -hmm. Row. Mm -hmm. Wonderful location and hosting great teams actually. Uh, so I'm very happy for uh, about this round. Uh, it's a very good signal uh, for the ecosystem. Let's see. Let's see what what are the next steps for for no, for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, natural language processing is definitely something uh, very hot. And I feel that uh, a lot of late stage investors are looking into this kind of space because it's, uh, it's very functional, it's very enterprise uh, sort of driven. Like these guys, these translated guys, they offer enterprise services. So uh, it's always a big play when you work with big companies like Airbnb or uh, Google, Expedia. So it's definitely uh, a, a, a good sign, a good signal, as you were saying. Not, it's not just a startup, it's really like a, a business which is empowered by, by tech in a very significant way. So, yeah. so that's very interesting for sure. Yeah, uh, think think about it. Think about it. So you know that we 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 all think uh, of Google as a huge translation machine. Yeah. And yeah, well, sure. translated is working for Google and actually enabling the translation. So that's you know mind blowing. If you think about it. That's in, there's an entire startup behind uh, at least part of Google services in translating translating things. Awesome. So awesome. that's fascinating if you think about it. Fascinating, absolutely. This week in particular, we also have another uh, sort of AI-based deal, which is Wonderflow. So if you can tell us more about uh, Wonderflow, that's definitely also interesting to consider. Uh, well, uh, Wonderflow is a, um, a Dutch company, actually, uh, mm -hmm. but it, it is founded by an Italian team. Uh, mm -hmm. I Actually, I, I met Ricardo Osti, the CEO, mm -hmm. something like 10 years ago. Uh, in one of the, in one of these of his first entrepreneurial uh, uh, adventures, yeah. uh, which apparently didn't end well, but uh, I mean uh, he learned a lot and he went on founding Wonderflow, and I think he did quite a, the, the the standard uh, funded trajectory um, acceleration in Amsterdam, a drug start accelerator, mm -hmm. uh, and then I think one or two rounds, and finally. The scale up round um, mm -hmm. for the listeners. Uh, Wonderful just announced twenty million dollars raised by Class Capital mm -hmm. uh, with a K, yeah. um, and uh, it's another interesting, interesting, very interesting deal. Uh, Again, I feel it's kind of on the same lines. So we have an enterprise software which is extremely powerful and valuable for big corporation. And uh, we can see partners like Philips, like DeLonghi, uh, Colgate. Uh, so it's huge. And they're operating a very, very interesting space, which by the way, I didn't know before, VOC, which is voice of customers. So it's a very, very narrow niche, which I had no idea it existed. So it's a subset of, uh, of natural language processing, which you can immediately tell how valuable this thing can be. So for the people that are following us now, uh, VOC is just simply like using AI and machine learning to elaborate uh, the, uh, an amazing quantity of data from customer feedback, being it reviews, uh, messages, and everything that big corporations get from different sources. So that is definitely something which, uh, you know, uh, which is extremely valuable. I mean, uh, old school uh, uh, startuppers would, uh, you know, always relate with customer, have interviews, surveys, try to get, gather as much data as possible directly. This is just the same thing, but at scale. So that's definitely something something worth uh, worth looking into. 
Yep, yep, I agree with you. I mean, uh, the voice of the customer is something that you hear, 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 and then mm -hmm. uh, because it's probably something that the marketing teams tend to uh, relate to in a sense. Yeah. But uh, as you're saying, the Wonderflow approach is quite interesting because it works. Um, uh, it comes to mind as a, as a, as a, para a parallelism to aggregators such as segments, something like that. Okay. Uh, aggregate uh, uh, customer interactions with your firm coming from all directions into one single platform in order to analyze I see. it. And I see. that's probably where um, machine learning comes to help. Mm -hmm. uh, by helping these big corporations to understand what's going on with their customers. So yeah, yeah. And again, like uh, it's it's a SaaS play, it's a software as a service for for big corp. And again, we have a non-conventional sort of early stage investor, which is Class. And this is cool because actually uh, these companies specialize in enterprise software as an investment thesis. So they're really they're like core thesis with this firm is really enterprise. And, that's uh, and that tells you a lot in terms of how big the sector can be. That there is like a, an investment firm that only look in those kind of deals. So it's uh, it's something very cool. I've seen this in, in venture firms where actually funds they focalize in enterprise software, and I've seen this growing. And uh, this is definitely something something also which has like a good uh, a good space. So there is space for a lot of people in the enterprise space. Very interesting. Think about it. I mean, for years, software was sold on premise and on license, and basically, this is a revolution. The price SaaS is a revolution thing going on. So, yeah, um, I, I expect even more investors to enter this market as you know, the offering mature. So, awesome. We're still awesome. in the early phases. Yeah, let's go back to Italy. Let's talk about Campai. I remember these guys from uh, from some accelerators uh, here in Italy. Uh, started from the heroes and uh, and on, and they really pivoted their business model uh, post COVID. So yeah, what is your what is your take on this? Well, congrats on the guys. I mean, they're, they're quite yeah. young and they've been very entrepreneurial. Uh, Campai started out as a um, uh, an event organization platform. Yeah, yeah, consumer, yeah, exactly. Consumer exactly. facing, consumer facing, purely consumer, correct? Yes. Okay, and then you know, COVID hit, mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, no more consumer events. Uh, and these guys were very smart and very nimble in, in pivoting the, the startup into the B2B, uh, the corporate CISO event organization. So they created this, uh, this platform where uh, an event manager for a corporate can basically, uh, if I get it well, uh, it can basically uh, pick all the uh, aspects of the event that he wants to organize and yep, it will yep. be, you know, a uh, turnkey solution and then the, the event is there. You want to organize, I don't know, an happy hour for the management, uh, just select where, when, uh, which provider and there you are. Yep. So quite an interesting uh, offering. Yeah, and uh, they're really like uh, working on both the virtual side of it and the physical side. Of it. So if at the beginning was really like putting together like uh, um, elements and uh, tools to make uh, physical events and then they can ship into you and so on. Now they're also working on, on the new way of doing virtual events where basically you receive goods and then the virtual, the virtual event happens. Uh, I've seen like also business model where actually 
cooking classes are happening in this way. You essentially subscribe, receive the box with ingredients, you have your Zoom call with a bunch of people, and there you go, you have a chef teaching you how to make the perfect tacos. And uh, yeah. it works as a, as a single event, but I think the big play that has been uh, sort of running around is the corporate angle, where actually they do corporate events in this way, which is a good way to sort of bond with people, even at a big distance. And it's a very way, very good way to actually do some uh, some training and uh, you know uh, like a team building exercises in a way. Yeah, I agree with you. And there are two more aspects into this, if I think if you can think mm -hmm. about it, you know. Um, 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 cooking events are probably mm -hmm. a small subset of what Campari can, can offer, one. Mm -hmm. And two, uh, corporates as a customer are probably much more frequent buyers of mm -hmm. such a service. Mm -hmm. uh, so the economics are completely different rather than the consumer side of this business. Yeah. So quite interesting. I don't know, the only worry I have is that I see this tendency with US company where team building sort of events is, is very a common way to to build a team. Uh, Italy, I don't know how far it goes in terms of, uh, you know, I, how, how many Italian companies are actually uh, budgeting for like these kind of activities. Uh, so maybe bigger, bigger companies probably more into their international spirit. So definitely that's the play. But a mid-sized company, I'm not too sure if, uh, uh, if it's uh, something extremely hot right now. But uh, definitely a great angle, definitely an interesting angle. I don't know. It would be it would be nice to to find out. Yeah. Uh, but that's a very good point. Moving on, uh, smart gym startup Aquis raised one million from business angels. So this is interesting because uh, again, it's all the the trend of essentially like the home gym with a one uh, one size fit all sort of tool being it a mirror, being it like a, a dynamic band uh, mechanism, which is obviously digitized and powered by, by data and so on and so forth. That's, uh, that's definitely something very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, the, the, the place probably looked around the, this, this gym in the box. I don't know how to call yeah. it. Uh, but uh, the basic idea behind the startup is to fit all the machines that you would find in a gym in a single machine yeah. uh, occupying no more no more than probably uh, i don't remember what two, two square meters three two square meters correct there you go okay yeah, two square meter perfect that's that's fascinating again uh yeah. an entire gym in two square in two square meters yeah uh it seems that there were a few business angels who believed in the in the idea and probably this is a this is the right market. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm curious about this type of, uh, of products uh, after COVID. So as mm -hmm. people can get back to gyms, get out of, the, of their houses again. Totally. But I mean, uh, the, 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 the genie is out of the bottle now. So mm -hmm. And you have, you have the great companies working on these things, being it the mirror app, where actually with a mirror, you essentially do a lot of like strength training and any sort of training. Being it like corporate investor, like Technogym, trying to develop these kind of tools. Uh, well, without, without, goes without saying, let's talk about Peloton. Peloton kind of sort of opened this market to, in the US with, uh, with all the home fitness uh, equipment, uh, which is digitized and social and so on. So it's definitely something worth considering, which is good also for Aquis, because then it gives them a lot of players that can be, uh, uh, 
the happy purchaser of these kind of companies. So that's definitely something, something worth uh, keeping an eye on. That's a very good point. Yeah. Right. Uh, moving on, um, let's talk a little bit about biotech. Uh, so uh, the ETA Tech funds uh, invested six millions into three biotech startups. Uh, AA Vanguard Bio, Alia Therapeutics, and Bora Therapeutics. Uh, I don't know much about these deals, uh, and actually, um, Itatech, um, it's it's a it's a technology transfer fund. So, uh, what's the deal in Italy with with tech transfer? So, the, the basically all the startup, uh, the Italian startup ecosystem was was born kind of out of this uh, tech transfer movement, uh, being it from uh, from CDP or from some other like uh, institutional investor. What is your take on it? Yeah, well, so there's, there's a long story behind all of this. So, mm -hmm. uh, they, 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 um, well, let's say, long story short, uh, a few years mm -hmm. back, uh, uh, Casa Deposito Prestiti, the, uh, let's say, Italian National Bank, uh, launched this ETATEC initiative uh, mm -hmm. in collaboration with the EIF um, in order to fund uh, specific VC funds specialized in technology transfer. Okay. Uh, so, so they open this call and they say, hey, uh, we are going to invest into specific, a specific thesis, which is tech transfer. Mm -hmm. uh, so apply for the call and if you can uh, manage to raise some more money to add to ours, uh, we are happy to fund your fund. And as you, as you can see, there were five, yeah. five the tech funds uh, actually funded in this way. And each of each one of these is uh, specialized in a specific vertical, working with specific universities. So one of the um, binding rules of this call was that you had to team up with universities or mm -hmm. research centers. So the uh, angle here is really to bridge the gap between uh, researchers slash university and uh, getting a company off the, off the ground. Essentially, so this is where where we're playing. Uh, is there any? Is there any great example, like currently active in the Italian ecosystem, coming out of these uh, funds? Is there like I, I, don't, I don't know much, so I'm asking, but I'm not too sure if uh, if I can think of uh, one company specific that we can say, okay, there is something really cool coming out of this thing, and it's uh, and it's uh, you know accelerating quick. Uh, well, um, no one comes to mind, even though uh, I've got uh, one that it was, I, I, I was fascinated by the idea uh, invested by um, uh, 360 Polimi, Phononic mm -hmm. Vibes, uh, yes, yes, from, yes, from yes. the projecting of Milan. Awesome, awesome and project. They created this, uh, see, uh, you know yeah. that. Uh, and that was quite fascinating and actually something that it needed technology transfer funds because it was quite far away from the market at the time. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting investment. That, that one comes to mind. I don't know much about the ones made by Sofinova Teleton mm -hmm. uh, because they are specific uh, in the biotech life sciences. Yeah. Uh, such as, for example, the three that they announced uh, this week, last week. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know much about them, but uh, again, there might be something uh, extremely uh, big or fascinating. And I wouldn't know because that's not my bread and butter, as, mm -hmm. as you all know. Uh, but uh, the, the funds have been quite active, uh, so they made a few investments, but they are quite new as well. So, and as you know, in tech transfer, you tend to invest quite early with low yeah. TRL. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it might take time to see something really cool coming out of there. Very interesting. Definitely something though that Italy is like uh, really good at. All the tech transfer game is uh, is played by, by a lot, a lot of people. So that's uh, that's definitely something active. Yeah, not that uh, that positive. I mean, there we are. Uh, tech tra so startups coming out of university is quite something quite new in Italy. There are not so many of them um, uh, successful. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I mean, scaling up. Scaling let's say. exactly moving from the phase of, of uh, you know university idea to actually like a good scale up. I, I agree. Exactly, and that that's oh. that's the idea behind Itatech. So to you mm -hmm. know support this type yeah. of, of startups. Hopefully, awesome. it will, you know, accelerate some of these into becoming uh, bigger startups, bigger companies. Definitely uh, one one piece, one component of the of the ecosystem for sure. All right, um, let's maybe uh, talk about one of the liquidity events, and then uh, we can see, like, uh, you know, we can kind of close down a little bit because we're already like hitting almost thirty minutes. It was quick. This this time was quick. It was a lot to talk about. It was like a very very interesting so what i found particularly interesting was the the made in italy fund actually which i was not aware of uh it's more of a private equity sort of play where they actually uh, try to fund uh, uh companies well especially in the in the fashion space i really like the uh the angle um and yeah they are playing in the wine sort of e-commerce space by acquiring a majority stakeholder in extra wine so we've seen this year in Italy a big deal uh, happening with Tannico uh, and the Campari group. Uh, and now these guys are sort of like, uh, you know, uh, seeing what's also good in other sort of uh, platform in the, in the wine space. Yeah, well, the wine space has been quite hot in Italy in the last yeah. few months. I mean, uh, Tannico is probably the, the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. But there was another, another startups. Um, Vino.com, uh, I believe. I don't know. There was another aggregation between wine e commerces and then there was another wine e commerce startup who acquired uh, a French competitor. Okay. Uh, but the name saluted me now. Uh, my apologies. Mm. And then there's Wine Livery, who's growing yeah. and doing quite well. Yeah. That is, there's this extra wine, uh, mm -hmm. another e commerce uh, wine. Uh, I think I read on the press release that it was making like 10 million euros sale. Oh wow! So not a huge e-commerce, but sure. considering that that's for wine, it's you know, sizable, sizable e-commerce. Yeah. Now it would be interesting to see if it's only sort of. I see that mostly is uh, well. No, actually, is uh, I thought it was more Italian focused. Actually, you can really find a lot of things from all over the places. Uh, so that's uh, that's definitely something good. Uh, I think there is a big game here being played also with this, all the subscription model uh, in terms of wine boxes. I've seen like uh, I've seen companies sort of uh, working in this space, and I believe that there will be someone nailing it before or later. And uh, yeah, the wine delivery is definitely something extremely you know. Uh, People are trying to, 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 to make it digestible in a way that is interesting, so you keep drinking and tasting. I've seen a few companies working on that. Not the easiest thing, but definitely something something worth, uh, uh, worth keeping an eye on, for sure. Uh, and yeah, talking quickly about the, uh, the Italian fund, I wanted to show just quickly. Yeah, the Made in Italy fund, that's also a great idea, I feel. 
It's really like a very interesting way to promote uh, PE private equity, mostly in the what Italy is, uh, is, uh, is excellent at. So being it made in Italy fashion and other elements for sure. Very, very cool. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. And it is, and the cross cross lines between private equity and venture capital. Exactly. 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 Interesting. So, um, yeah, interestingly, very good. Very, I mean, con big congratulations to the United Venture, venture like uh, guys uh, for the growth fund and how CDP is participating. Uh, what is your take on this one? So, basically, they're trying to. Uh, essentially build um, a fund that is supporting sort of later stage companies and, uh, what is uh, what is your uh, what is your feel on that oh well that is need it is needed uh, I mean mm -hmm. later stage funds are not that uh, common in Italy right now so it's good yeah. that there's another one entering the market yeah. uh, and the team at United Ventures is quite good at uh, working at, at let's say between the early stage and the late stage type mm -hmm. of deals so um, this is good news yeah. uh, and this is probably I think the third fund we okay. launched uh, and it was started uh, with a team uh, yeah. the telecom company as a cornerstone investor so these guys are everywhere team ventures is impressive how they're in like some of the best deals happening in Italy and they're always have uh, are like five steps ahead of, of any other company <laughs> that's what I see, at least from the price, they look like that. I don't know if that's the case, but it's definitely, it's definitely good. It's definitely like a good company that, uh, that is doing the right things and, the, and taking the right steps. Well, they've been working in the corporate VC market since age, since before I entered the startup, the startup market. That wow. It was like 2009, 2008. Uh, wow. So they, I think they built some capability to operate and, uh, and work with startups. So good to know that they have continued and scaled up their operations. And good to know that they are investing into, um, uh, let's say, private managers, yeah. uh, not just working with corporate VCs. So it's good yeah, that they're yeah, investing yeah. into the ecosystem. Uh, it's a good news. Awesome. All right, so let's finish up with uh, some data in terms of what is it, what has happened in Italy in the first uh, half of 2021. And then, Nico, I also have the data from US just <laughs> to make, to <laughs> make, make me a, cry. Exactly, to, to make a fun comparison. So please, uh, please uh, support the Italian side and then I'll switch on TechCrunch and show what's, what's happened in the US in the first quarter, actually. And the first quarter, oh, you know, you, you, you're going to, it, it, that, that's going to hurt. Uh, well, <laughs> Italy, it was a good semester. Yeah, because, uh, we recorded more than 600 million euros raised by yeah. Italian startups, yeah. which is a sizable number. Because, you know, the last year, in the entire year, Italian startup raised 700 million, 750, okay. 780, depending on the source, on, on who's counting. But on 12 uh, months. On 12 months. In 12 months. Okay. In 12 months. Yes. Uh, so that is a good good result. Uh, and the equity crowdfunding had a, had a sizable impact as well, almost 50 million euros. Uh, wow. In, wow. In, in, within this number. So the idea, the goal for this year is to surpass uh, the 1 billion euros mm -hmm. raised by Tyrus. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Let's cross our fingers. 
So now, and now, U.S. Let's see, TechCrunch what says. So according to PitchBook in the U.S., right. only one three thousand nine hundred eighty-seven venture capital rounds for a total of a nice sixty-nine billion <laughs> U.S. dollar in venture funding for two thousand and uh, yeah, from, from right. for two thousand twenty-one. That's almost exactly two orders of magnitude <laughs> in a quarter. So we're getting closer. We're closing. We're closing the gap. Really good. Yeah, sure. Awesome. sure. Awesome. No, it was just to, uh, you know, give an idea on the size of the market. The market, I, I, I definitely feel, and I'm sure you agree, it's growing people, the interest of, of private investor, uh, institutional investor, corporate investors growing. Uh, okay, not of the size of US for sure, but uh, who cares? The point is really having good deals that are, you know, it's, that are a good size for the market and the ecosystem. So I think, uh, I think it's a good sign overall. Yeah, totally agree. Let, let, let me let me see the, the glass half full. Exactly, exactly. All right. So uh, we have a guest on Clubhouse. So Elsa, if you want to uh, have a question, if you have a question, feel free to raise uh, your hand so you can join the conversation. Uh, otherwise, if there is uh, nothing happening, uh, I want to thank you, Nico. Thank you very much for this update. And uh, I'll see everybody next week for the next round in the Week in Italian Startup. I guess this is good. So I would say thank you, Giacomo, again, for being the host of this uh, episode. And see My you pleasure. in a week. All right. Have a great week. And Definitely. talk soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody.